1: This week on the Coppied Podcast We talked to Jack Sear about the bounce back against Bournemouth Our upcoming battle with Bayern But unfortunately there's no buttery biscuit base this week Because Mick Moran forgot the question 7 of the Pipe Podcast. I'm Matt. I'm Mick. And our guest tonight joined us all the way from London. He's on the phone. Afternoon, lads. I'm Jack
2: Sia. You right?
1: Yeah. Um, How are you?
2: Yeah, I'm not too bad, thanks. Um, yeah, looking forward to getting chat in Liverpool. It's been a, it's been a good, uh, obviously, a good weekend. Yeah,
1: nice. yeah well, thanks for coming on the show. Uh, no worries. We did have a bit of a hectic start because uh, everything, <laughs> everything went off. I've been on a bit of a run to Ryman's because... Lost our USB stick, yeah. It's not the greatest. Thing. I'm I've here with it. inhaler in hand and bottle of water <laughs> and ready to talk Liverpool. Uh, so <laughs> it's been a bit hectic last couple of weeks. You know, the fan fan base has been a bit of turmoil with the draws at Leicester and West Ham, but then we beat uh, beat Bournemouth at the weekend 3 0. And I thought it was a really good performance. I don't know about you,
0: yeah, it was. Back to, the, back to the usual Liverpool we've been seeing all season. I mean, like you said, the Leicester and West Ham games were a blip in inverted commas. Um, that, it seemed that way, obviously, on Twitter when you read all the stuff that people are saying when you're not picking up the desired results against teams that you should be picking up the points against. But, um, yeah, back to winning ways and perform. The whole package, performance-wise, I think everyone was on top of the game and energy-wise, it was tip-top. What did you think of the game, Jack?
1: Yeah,
2: as Mick says, I think going forward and at the back, it was it was all a lot better, really, which is really good to see. I think Um, Alexander Arnold after the game, I think said to uh, some of the media that he's never seen something like that for a 3 o'clock game, and um, yeah, yeah, it was great, great to see.
1: Yeah, well, it was it was we needed a win, um, regardless of how we performed. I mean, the right side is that we performed quite well, I thought. Um, unfortunately, though, like I was at the ground, um, and I want to get this out the way because I think today's going to be quite a, a positive, uh, positive, a beat uh, podcast as opposed to the last couple of weeks. But I want to yeah. get the bit of negativity out the way, which is I was leaving the ground, and there was a guy that came up to me complaining about the performance, saying that we should have won 8-0 and, and it wasn't good enough and I think that at the moment especially given the last few results that a win is all we needed and I think that right now people are just there are certain people that are just going to pick holes in anything Yeah, I, I don't know what you yeah. guys think
2: I think I think you know it's easy to say that you know we should have won by more but it, it was I thought definitely the second half the performance was absolutely brilliant I think yeah it was it was really hard. I don't understand really how we didn't get more goals, but it doesn't mean you know that, that that's necessarily a, a really bad thing. There were three and a up, you know. And I think um, some of the link-up between Firmino and Salah's second half I thought was some of the best play we've seen from them all season. Yeah. Um, I think Firmino is a bit out of sorts, but you know there's so many positives to take from it. Like Cater um, as well individually and as a team. I thought you know I mean it's no pleasing. Some
0: people is there. There's no. And like you said, you touched on there, Jack, um, Cater, I thought like Klopp said after the game, that was a big step in his Liverpool career. I think was I know he was like playing a more of a sitting role in that in, in this game where and he was dictating play, but I thought he'd done it tremendously. Um he's linking up play and along with Jeannie and Fabinho like going forward, that that should is probably gonna be our main three. Obviously when Ox comes back to him that that adds into another Gives another selection headache, but I think against the at home, I think that you'll probably see that that, that midfield three quite often because I, th- I think they complement each other quite well.
1: Yeah, I think I think I, I agree with that. I think this was Kate's best performance. I think for yeah. Liverpool, he was quite, he's very consistent. Um, he could have got himself a goal. He should have got himself. Should a goal. Should have scored. Yeah. Um, I think he he was brilliant. The little passes that he. The assist for the assist, if, if you will, for Firmino's yeah. goal. A lovely flip. Yeah. Oh, that was yeah. And then, for. and then Firmino as well with the with the guile and the yeah. the, the, the quality to and the, the thought just to flick it back to Salah. It was, like, I I struggled to to find any any apart from not not scoring all the chances. I struggled not to 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 find a flaw in that performance. To be honest, yeah. um, Anderson when he was called into action, he was amazing. He was superb as well. Yeah. So I I thought we played really 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 well. To be honest. Um, I'm really liking Fabinho honestly I think he is. Yeah. I, th- I was thinking about the other day and you might think I'm wrong here but I think he's like a mix of Mascherano and Alonso like into yeah. one. Yeah. Because he does the defensive fair. work yeah. and then he's got like the eye for a pass and he's just spraying balls yeah. everywhere. Di- that diagonal yeah. over to
0: Milner's on every time yeah. and obviously if, Tren- oh. if 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 when Trent comes back in properly. And he's playing them passes over to Trent in them areas, and yeah. we can get better quality into the box. Obviously, Milner does it, does it excellently, and he's done well against Bournemouth, but when Trent's back in there, obviously, he's going to be our first choice, and if we can get that over to him in them certain areas, and he can whip better balls, better quality into the box, we're only going to score more goals. Hmm. So, yeah,
2: he's, he's so positive on the ball as well, I think. Yeah. Um, He's always looking forward. He's always he? forward, and, isn't he? Yeah. And, and then passes, you know, the passes, as you say, to the full-backs are always on, but yeah. more often than not, he pulls them off as well. He, he gets it He gets it right. Um, yeah. And I think, you know, he's definitely, I think there's a lot more to come from him still, but he's really finding his feet. Um, it, you know, I'm sure we will come onto it, but it seems like there's a decent chance he'll play at um, centre-back against Bayern, but, mm. you know, he, he did well enough there. I know it's a different game, but he did well enough there against Brighton, so... You know, yep. it won't be totally new to him. Um, and I think, you know, he's, he's got a lot of what Klopp likes in a centre-back, really, um, with the ball at his feet. He's, you know, I think his strength has really improved. He's calm. So, yeah, know, I think we've got a, a top player. I think there's a reason, you know, a few, a few months ago, I think, um, Thomas Tuchel, the PSG manager, sort of name-checked him as one of the best holding midfield players in Europe and, you know, um, I think yeah, PSG have been trying to sign him for a long time and there's obviously a reason for that and it, I think he, he always was going to come good and he's now starting to seem like one of the most um, important players in our midfield, for sure.
1: Yeah, he is quality. You know, at the start of the season, people were doubting him. But I think people are very quick to, to sort of paint footballers with the brush of, yeah. oh, you can play in France, you can play anywhere. I think it, it does take adapting to a league and a team, uh, especially in that sort of holding midfield position where... You're there to break up play. You're there to start attacks, and you don't really. You often don't get much time on the ball. And I think he did come through a bit of a rough patch, and, and now he just, he just can, He seems to control everything. Like even his tackling is on point. He was tackling at like Ryan Fraser, on the edge of the Bournemouth box, and and starting like attacks from there. He, he is sort of one of the players. that is becoming quickly replaceable. In my opinion, at least. Yeah. Well, there was that there was that yeah.
0: chance where, um, well, I think Genie flicked it through to him, and Fraser was on top of him, and he I think he clattered Fraser in the end, but the pass he played through yeah. was like you said, the positive forward-thinking pass. He could have easily like tried and flick that back to Van Dyke or played safe, but he, he's always looking forward. He's always trying to be adventurous with the ball. Like you said, a mix of Mascherano, Alonso. If 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 he can continue this form, and I don't see why why he can't be that in the mm-hmm. long in, in the long run. I saw something today, Neil Jones from Yahoo saying he spoke to Pep yeah. Linders and um, he said the main reason we've switched to the four-two-three-one is is because of Fabinho and how important he's becoming in this team.
1: Yeah, he's a mm. to be fair. But you mentioned the four-two-three-one. That Um from where I was sitting uh, it's Bournemouth, it looked to me like we were playing four-three-three. I don't know
0: about yeah. do you guys. Yeah, it was... Yeah, I yeah liked
2: definitely. It. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I we played it against... Um, Played it against West Ham as well, didn't we? I think.
1: Mm, yeah.
2: I think he's gone back to it last couple of games. Whether that's just to try and get the players more familiar with, you know, go back to basics a bit after a couple of more disappointing results, but you know, it definitely worked. Yeah. I think there's there's pros and cons to both, isn't there? Because I think that the four two three one you can you can fit a player like Shakirian, but then you go back to a four three three, and it maybe obviously it suits a player like Cater more because you can play centrally, obviously. Yeah. When he when yeah. we played the four, two, three one a lot of the time he was playing out wide, but um, it certainly looked good the other day and Salah didn't look like you know, he minded being back out on the right side. Um, he was I thought he was absolutely brilliant. he was pretty caught, much was it, unplayable. Was
1: it was it Rico, was Rico there left,
0: Rico, back? He, yeah, was he was causing all sorts of problems. He was causing yeah. the nightmares, <laughs> wasn't he? <laughs> yeah, the
1: thing about the four three three is that the front three do switch up so much and they just flow. Um, it's hard to keep track of them. The, I think yeah. At the moment, given our defensive injuries and our midfield injuries as well, I think the 4-3-3 is the safest bet. You know, there were two big changes at the weekend for Bournemouth, which was the four-three-three over four-three-one, and then the other one was Genie coming back in. And yeah. I've been I've been praising him all season really. I think Genie is he's been amazing this year.
0: He really has, hasn't he? He's, he's like, and and the fact that he was what was he had diarrhea and all kinds t- uh, like for yeah, two days crough, before. Yeah. And the fact that he's came out and performed like he did, scored that goal like he did, he's just—he's becoming probably one of well, one of our most important players, one of the first names on the team sheet by far. Because you can't you can't knock him off the ball. He always plays the right pass. His energy levels are always (coughs) obviously always (coughs) at the top. So like a Duracell bunny. He's literally—he's just—he's just just quality, isn't he? He's massive.
2: (laughs) When we played West Ham, I thought it was so. You know, there's a gaping hole in that midfield without him. Um, and it sounds yeah. like today, he's, I think he's missed training again today and he's still struggling a bit with his yeah. illness. And I, I saw him say as well that he had to run down the tunnel at half-time. Yeah, <laughs> <saw> that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so he's obviously still not right. And still like struggling, you say, yeah. brilliant performance. The goal was absolutely brilliant. I'd love to see him score more goals. And I think that's another thing about... Changing back to the 4 he's got more licence to get forwards when he mm-hmm, plays yeah. as one of the two in front of, say, Fabinho. Um, so, yeah, um, absolutely brilliant performance. And he's def- I think he's been one of our players of the season, without a doubt. Yeah, yeah
1: well, I, I've been saying, I think for me, if I had to pick a player of the season, it'd be between between Virgil and Genie at the moment. Yeah, between the yeah. fans. But for, for his goal, that was... Because I was sat in the gantry and when... When he went to shoot, I think Salah was was running into the box. Yeah. And when I saw him went to shoot. I think I went, no! <laughs> oh my god, what's I, I just like, I was screaming. I looked at the journalist next to me and was like, "What, what has just happened?" Yeah, like, the, the cheek to do That's that. Just
0: yeah.
2: I think he had a chance before, didn't he? Where Salah was with him and he did pass it and it did come off. So I think that oh, one, right. he just thought, you know, <laughs> going myself. for it and right. uh, yeah. yeah, absolutely brilliant. It, it so
1: was but, yeah, uh, well, the performance of Joe was amazing and like we said before like, people are going to say oh I should have scored more should have scored more but at the end of the day the important thing is that yeah we we won anyway but yeah. we made the chances so clearly we can we can carve out those chances And any other day it probably would have been 6 7 maybe 8 but it, at the end of the day it's irrelevant we have got our three we've, we've a, got the three points we're back on back to winning ways got a nice little break now I, I just I, I don't see the need for for negativity, so um, I'm unhappy with the three.
0: I am. i happy with the performance. Should we Should we talk about Andy Robertson? Oh, yeah, let's talk about Andy Robertson. So, I, know, I know it doesn't hold much value in today's football, but Garth Crook said he's the best left-back he's seen since Ashley Cole. And I mean, like I said, the Garth Crook's teams of the week are usually just who scores the most goals and that. <laughs> but... <laughs> He is literally if he if he carries on the way he has been, I know like the last couple of seasons he's he's like the transformation's unbelievable. Like I know he was always a good a good solid player and he was out of the team for a while while Moreno was had a bit of a shot and then Moreno got injured and since he's came back in and he's had the word with Klopp about what he needs to improve on and how he can the bet the best steps for him moving forward to be the best footballer that he can since he's came back into the team. He's that I know we keep saying about every player, but he's he's what he's probably my favourite player at the minute. Because mm. yeah, how important he is, like he's just, he's just, you can't beat him for pace. His crosses into the box, like the the ball for Genie over the top, was mm. that I think that's under a bit underrated. I got literally right into his path. I know Genie took a damn well on that, but I mean as a whole, like he's he's just a solid player. He gives us all, and I don't think anyone in the Premier League, he's probably the best in the Premier League at the minute, isn't he? Yeah, I, thought, yeah,
1: I, I think, think I at can't least... see another left back. ahead of no. him What do you think, Jack?
2: Sorry, mate. Um, I I, I did a tweet in the first half the other day. Because I I was just thinking that, you know, I think a lot of Liverpool fans have been saying it for a while. But I'm not sure there's a a better left-back in Europe at the moment, to be honest. Um, You know, people say Marcello and all that last season. But, you know, he's not been at it. And and as Mick says, he's just, you've literally got the lot. um, And he looks like he's going to get even better. You know, coming forward, always such a threat. Um, at the back, reliable. I think the only mistake really you can pick of, out of his this season is that foul he gave away against Leicester that led to their goal, and that was so uncharacteristic of him. Yeah. I think you know he, he doesn't make really make any errors like that, and I think he knew straight away and you saw Klopp shout after him, yeah. uh, what are you doing? But you know you never really see that from him, and he was you know he was back to his best um, against Bournemouth at the weekend for sure.
1: Yeah. The thing, there's a bit of a, a Liverpool hate train going on at the moment uh, with every every fan base except ours that sort of hate everything Liverpool. And I'm pretty convinced that if, if Andy Robertson played for Man City, he'd definitely be getting the praise oh, yeah, uh, from, from everyone Croatia. that we're currently giving him. Yeah. Um, so for me, for me, it's, it's, there's no doubt in my mind that he would slot into any, definitely any Premier League team and probably any any team in the world. maybe yeah. Maybe not... Maybe not Bayern, maybe not uh, Barca, yeah. but certainly every other team. I don't think there's a left back really that quite matches what he can give. Yeah. And I
2: probably it? wouldn't swap our full backs for anyone at the moment, to be honest. I think you know, last season when Walker and Mendy were really at it, you said yeah, you know, especially because of the impact they had on on the City team, and they both signed. But you know, Mendy's obviously been injured most of the season again. Walker's kind of lost his place, um, or he did over Christmas a bit at least. Yeah. Um, Trent, I think, has definitely stepped up again as well. I, I said one Alden, you could tell, was a huge miss against West Ham, but I thought it was the same with Trent at right back. I think, yeah. don't get me wrong, I think Milner did a good job there, but um, I think Trent's just becoming, you know, a different class. Um, and it'll be interesting to see if he moves into midfield uh, in the years to come. But I think for now, you know, he's a, he's a top class right back. I, I think, I think he'd be brilliant in a, you know. City I think he's the ideal Pep kind of right back Trent because you know obviously you see Pep Guardiola often move his full backs into midfield and stuff
1: um,
2: and you know I think he'd be you know class at that and I think you know looking at England as well I think he's probably he's got to be pushing Walker for the first choice right back spot if not overtaking him over these last few months I think as I say I wouldn't stop our full backs for any really They're, they're just Absolutely perfect
1: for the way we want to play. Oh, I I think I yeah. think our fallback, I think Trent's probably better than Walker to be fair. He's quite defensively mm. sound, and, and he attacks. He just he knows when to attack. I think is the yeah. is, is the big the big thing. He doesn't he doesn't just bomb forward for the sake of bombing forward. When when Trent goes up, we usually if we don't score, we at least get a very good chance to score. Yeah. Uh, I think that's 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 what, that's what sets him apart. I think from everyone else's And his delivery into the box and his set pieces—he's just, he is pretty. much he's kind of a complete player.
0: And he's only twenty. Yeah, that's the thing. Like it's scary how good he is now, and if you think if you think how good he could be in the next four to five years. I mean, like we said, Andy Robertson's only twenty-four as well, so he's got still got a lot of development under Klopp. So it's scary how good we can be, especially with Joe Joe Gomez coming back in as well.
2: Do you think he will move into midfield, lads? Or, I, I find that quite an interesting one, really. Yeah, it is, I think He's, got it? The, he's I definitely think got the if quality. If he carried on playing right back, then I think he'd turn into one of the best full-backs about. But he's yeah. obviously amazing on the ball. And if, if he moved into midfield, he'd probably become a top-class midfielder as well. So
1: yeah, I think he's got the quality to play uh, in midfield. I think it depends on whether or not Klopp or Liverpool in the future, hopefully it's Klopp or whoever the manager may be, decides to bring in a top top right back because I do yeah. not, I, I, I think that whoever has Liverpool and right now it's Klopp I think they'll find a way to fit Trent in because he is yeah. just all well, around good and if they have if they do sign a quality right back then I think they will push Trent into midfield because I do think he can do the job um right now with the midfield we have and with the full-backs we have a very I'd rather him stay at fallback um but I think he definitely has the, the ability to play in midfield
0: I'd like to see him play there in the future, obviously, because if he does move into midfield at some stage, Steve. then he's still got the capability to play right back. Yeah. So it, it then gives us more options, versatility wise. I mean, like most of the players we've got are pretty versatile anyway. But if if that if that happens in the future, then we can, and then he comes into midfield, and we can we can go to right back if we need, and, he, mm. and we know we can yeah. do a solid job there. And he years to come.
1: I'm just excited to see him grow at Liverpool. To be honest, yeah. I don't think he'll ever leave.
0: I don't think he will. No.
1: I
2: don't
0: think he'd want
1: to. Definitely not. No. I can't imagine he'll definitely... has to be captain in the future. Yeah.
0: Captain. Hmm. Captain and waiting, isn't he, surely? Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, we've touched on all the Liverpool players sung our praises. Yeah, I think we've literally
0: been down the line, haven't we, (laughs) everyone? Just
1: giving everyone a good little little kiss. Um, (laughs) I just want to quickly touch on a little title rival, City. Um, Obviously, they, they, they completely batted. Chelsea and everyone's all everyone's sort of getting carried away with it, going oh they're amazing, they're amazing. Yeah, they are amazing, but at the same time Chelsea were awful. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm not taking anything away from the city side, um, but if Chelsea would have rocked up to Anfield and played like that, I'm pretty sure we would have battered them six yeah. 2 Pretty yeah. so much. So like, yeah. I just wanted to say I'll probably I'll get a bit of stick for saying that. Like no. I'm not I'm not saying that City are good because they are scarily good. Like, I went to I went to Goodison last week, uh, watched them against Everton. And, and even when they're not playing well, they do look like a class above. Yeah, so good, they are they? a quality team. And I think what people need to realise is that it, this isn't Liverpool's title race to lose. Like City are an incredibly good team. If this, was, say if this was another team apart from Liverpool taking on City, like I said, they wouldn't be getting so much hate or so much ridicule. But this City team is a step above anything. So I, yeah. I think it's a bit unfair what, what people have, have been saying in the past.
0: You've only got to look at their bench for when when they they play yeah. and the, the the quality they can bring on. The fact that we can be three points ahead of them if we if we beat United, which is gonna be a tough game, then yeah. we've we, I wouldn't say we're overachieving, but in terms of the quality we've got compared to them, they should be far away ahead of us. Hmm. The, like, realistically because the, Yeah,
1: this is the thing. We said I think we said it last week we've said if, we, before, if, if, yeah. if they would have given us if someone would have said to us at the start of the season this is where this is what's gonna happen. Yeah. Pretty sure you all would have jumped at that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. 100. percent
2: I still, I still don't think they're 100 percent right. It's like, like I heard Sue Ness after the game the other day saying, you know, that I, I'm not sure they're going to lose again up until yeah. the end of the season. But I think people were saying that when they beat us a few weeks ago, and I still, I still think, you know, and then obviously after that they went off and lost to Newcastle. Yeah. So I, and I still think there was times against Chelsea, only like moments in the first half where. Pep was really animated on the touchline, and I don't think he's 100% happy with certain things at the moment. It was a, you know, Everton. I know they had made a lot of changes, but for a lot of that game, from what I saw, you know, Everton did all right. Um, and it, you know, Arsenal they conceded, um, and it was one-one for a fair while, wasn't it? And
0: yeah.
2: I think. Don't get me wrong. They're, they're a top, top side. Um, but they're not uh, untouchable,
0: are they? That's the thing. Yeah. So.
2: Um, I think I think the difference, like you say, is is the players they've got on the bench, you know, yeah. they're able to make them changes, but I still think, you know, people saying, oh, I'm not sure they're going to lose a game to the end of the season just because they've beaten um, Chelsea like that, you know, as I say, people were saying that a few weeks ago, so, you know, it'd be interesting to see, um, you know, they've got a lot of games now as well, haven't they, which is, yeah. you know, it's a big can I play in
1: up, it? Yeah, it's the Premier League, anything can happen. Yeah.
0: Can we move on to the Twitter questions? With question questions, well, we have
1: one. We had one from last week that yeah. um, we were we just finished filming, and a late question came in, which was, "Do we think Naby Keita will score in the Premier League?" We'll start with you, Jack. What's your opinion?
2: What's well, that this season? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he will. Um, as you know, we touched on earlier, he was so unlucky to not get one at the weekend. and There's been a lot of near misses. Yeah. There was a near miss against Leicester where he went through, should have got the pen, but. He gets in the right positions, and I think if he stays in the team, and all the noise is coming from Klopper that he's going to keep him in the team, then he's going to get better and more confident in the final third. Because I still think there's so much more to come from him. Um, yeah, definitely. So yeah, def- I think he'll, I think he'll get on soon.
1: Yeah, I don't really have anything more to add to that comment. Yeah. To be fair, yep. I think he's been improving so much already. He's getting the chances. I think it's only a matter of time till so he takes it.
0: Yeah, he's going to bag eventually, isn't he? Yeah, it's only a matter of time. I think he's a Liverpool number
1: eight. Of course, he's going to bag. <laughs> <laughs>
0: What have we got next? Right, so we've got one from
1: right. <laughs> Twitter's playing at more technical difficulties.
0: <laughs> yeah, we I think we touched on it before, I think it was from Connor. Um who said if uh, Lovren... the Matip
2: and Fabinho, yeah, I saw that yeah, if Lovren's no.
0: not um, fit. Then who, who who slots in? Oh, it's easy. It's
1: a matter of
0: It has to be yeah. Milner at centre back. Yeah. Anyone? Milner at centre back, Jack.
2: What do you think? No, yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, sorry, what did you say? Uh, we were saying
0: we've got a bit of a run joke every week. We can't ask every guest. Would Would you put James Milner at centre back? Just just to hear people laugh, basically, because we had someone no, no, who yeah. used to write for the website who said. We should have James Milner at centre back rather than Fabinho because he a bit a bit better than that role. So we have can't just we bring it up every week now. It, just... it wasn't as a joke either, like this yeah, guy said. Serious, it like yeah.
1: Completely, like, he defended his point like to the death, <laughs> like he <laughs> died on the sword, like a prophet. Christ, yeah. <laughs> I think <laughs> it's... being versatile, and then there's you know, yeah. yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> but I think
0: I think there's only one option, isn't there? It's Fabinho. It's pretty much picked itself, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, like yeah. Matt. that's think... obvious because he's the only fit centre back, and then who's the next big lad that can actually play centre-back? Oh, yeah, Fabinho, yeah yeah. This, this is, I mean, there's not, this, correct me if I'm wrong, Jack, but there's not, really, there's not much thinking involved with that decision, is there?
2: No, I think, I'm not sure if you saw, I think after the Wolves game, Klopp half-mentioned um, that he was going to play Henderson. Um, and I think that would have been instead of Lovren, because Lovren wasn't right and then he pulled up. So I think he was half-considering playing Henderson there alongside... Uh, Fabinho that night mm. just because we were so thin on the ground, but it's definitely not an option you'd want to turn to. And as I said earlier, I think Fabinho's, you know, got a lot of the tools um, to do a good job there, so yeah, definitely him and Matt Hip against Bayern, I think.
1: And yeah, yep, yeah I completely agree. Yeah, like because obviously there are going to be like the odd person that says, Oh, let's have Henry the Hoover, Keanu in, <laughs> but it, it, he's what's 16?
0: It's he's just turned 17, yeah, so he's, it's, it's yeah. Robert
1: Lewandowski. I mean, you don't want to take that no, risk. Like the, he's, he's mature, he's experienced, he's, I think he's dealt with Lewandowski before when he's playing for Monaco. Yeah. Like, obviously, it's Lewandowski, anything can happen. He, he'll have chances to find the back of the net, and more often than not, he does take his chances. Um, but I think I'd much rather have Fab and Matip. Keeping on, on the sort of buying thing, before we take our next question, what do you think the how would you what formation would you line up with considering all the, the injuries that we've got
2: is that me sorry I'm yeah, yeah sorry
0: yeah I
2: think you keep it similar to Bournemouth really uh, obviously if if Fabinho moves back then that's a good opportunity for Henderson to move into the field if um, you know if that happens and then other than yep. that I think he'll he said he wants to try and get K to some rhythm, and he played too well, I think, to not play. Um, so I think you're probably only looking at um, a couple of changes with Trent coming in for Milner, and maybe if Lovren um, doesn't make it, Henderson coming in for Van Dyke who's suspended. Um, the only thing is, you know, Milner, Klopp does quite like to use him in these bigger games. Um, but I'm just—I'm not sure he, there's a space for him. I—I could be wrong. He might play him instead of Cater, but um, I'd be surprised.
1: Yeah, I yeah. think I think this match is kind of—it's—I think it's made for Henderson. You yeah. look at Bayern's midfield, and they've got all these really gifted technical players, you know, your Tiago's, your Hammers, Rodriguez's. Um But these are players that like time on the ball. They like to lift their head and pick a pass. Yeah. If you've got Jordan Henderson in that midfield he's someone that's just not going to give you time on the ball yeah. he's going to chase everything yeah. Yeah. because that's what that's, how, that's what Jordan Henderson does people complain when Henderson doesn't take a pop Gerard style from 30 yards up but he does what Henderson does and he chases everything and everyone regardless of who and where it is and I think Henderson there is just not going to give Bayern's playmakers a chance to, to to lift their heads up and create something so I think I think it's a good show having Henderson over there to be fair
0: yeah Henderson in, and, and then like Jack said, but I think probably hopefully play Trent right back. Yeah. I think, um, and then Fabinho in for Van Dijk I think that pretty, yeah, pretty much picks itself, doesn't it? To be fair, no,
1: yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd be quite happy with that. To be fair, yeah. hopefully, no more injuries. But yeah, with the way I think if is the injury, first leg
2: was at, at Bayern, then he might, you know, he might go with someone like Milner instead of Kate in the midfield. But yeah, um, yeah I probably. think he's. It's quite a decent because I think we will get chances against their defence, which has been their downfall. I think for most of the season, they have been quite Um, leaky this
1: season for Bayern standards.
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, So yeah, I think like Mick says, it kind of picks itself if if players stay fit and if um, Trent's fit enough to play.
0: Yeah. Well, that's a week today, isn't it? So yeah, I've got that to look forward to, and
1: hopefully the Parisians better united tonight. Yep. Yeah, Until <laughs> the next question then. Oh, mate, right. So, get prepared. We've got now. another
0: one. We've got another one. It's from Hamid Router. It says oh. Do you guys think it's a good idea to have another w- warm weather training camp with the long <sighs> break before the Champions League game with our players' lack sharpness compared to the Bayern team?
1: Um. I don't really. I don't see the difference between a warm weather training camp and training at Melbourne. To be honest, at the end of the day, we're going to be. Is it, We've got a gap.
0: If regardless, anything, yeah. if anything, that's more beneficial. Cause just warmer weather. Warmer, warmer weather. Obviously, we've seen the pictures from Marbella today. O- Oxlade's back in training. Brewster's back there. Yeah. So move within the camp should be at an all-time high. Maybe you've
1: seen that that photo of Klopp sunbathing and and Sadio doing a roly poly <laughs> Yeah. like these like, lads are clearly happy. Yeah. So I, 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 don't, I don't really see how them going to Mabe is gonna make them lack sharpness compared to Bayern.
0: No. I don't, I don't see any negatives in going to a nice sunny place. Like if they're flying,
1: too. if they were flying all the way to Dubai, fair enough. Yeah. Maybe jet lag. If they're taking a two-hour flight, two-three-hour flight. No, I'm taking. I'm, I'm flying home. Um, tomorrow, like three-hour flight back to Jib, there's no jet lag involved? <laughs> I'm gonna have the, just the, there's a one-hour time difference. These guys are gonna be fine. Yeah, like come on. Yeah, oh. pretty much. Like Bayern are gonna be just as jet lagged flying to Liverpool for the match as we are. Yeah. So I, I don't, I, I don't think so. At least.
0: And especially when we've got a week to wait. Do you know what I mean? Like, the, yeah. would you rather be in Melwood and it's freezing, or yeah, go, yeah. go away and get get have a good training, come get the spirit tie Oxlade and Bruce that are in there two two big personalities within the team, and it can it can only be beneficial,
1: yeah,
2: I think it's more for the the bonding and yeah. you know going away together than, yeah definitely anything yeah. else really, like I think some of the weather pitches today like just seems a bit you know it's not it's not especially warm and sunny um, and they're coming back on Friday as well, so you know they they'll still come back and do all the preparation they usually with over the weekend and yeah. early next week, so. Yeah, I think, you know, Klopp wouldn't take him away if it was a negative in any
1: way. No. Yeah, what really happened is all the lads forgot to get their girlfriend's Valentine's present, so Klopp thought he'd take him away.
0: (laughs) 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 Good (laughs) shout, actually. Didn't think (laughs) of (laughs)
1: that. Remind me, I need to get my girlfriend's present. (laughs) (laughs) What's next?
0: So, yeah, following on from what Hamid said, that was like a first question. Is
1: Is he the guy that's asked like four?
0: Yeah, and then the kind of just says predictions for the buy-in, which we've kind of touched on. Mm-hmm. What, so yeah, that's what, what, what predi- predictions so on the score score line for buying. Uh,
1: uh I think with a make with a sort of makeshift set, makeshift makeshift <laughs> <laughs> makeshift <just> <laughs> centre back pairing. <laughs> I think we will probably concede, considering that they've got sort of Lewandowski up front, who is hard enough um, to yeah. stop scoring. Uh, but I I can't see anything. Uh, other than us winning. I think maybe 2-3-1. 2-1. I'd
0: take 2-1 all day.
1: Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Joe?
2: I think I can see us getting a few. Um, Like you say, I I can see us conceding, but I I really, from what I've seen of Bayern this season, they're they're shaky at the back. and I think there's still worries about whether Noy is going to be fit as well, which is obviously massive. Um, So, yeah, I think it'll be quite a comfortable win and hopefully set us up nicely for the second leg.
1: What do you guys think? Because I'm I'm sort of on the train of thought that I would love it if they picked Neuer. Because you saw in the World Cup that Germany rushed him in and he looked rusty. Because he, he, he was clearly lacking match time. He was out of practice. Still a good goalkeeper, but making mistakes that he wouldn't usually make, sort of nervous on the ball. I think I'd rather him come in first game back from injury feel the pressure of Anfield, look up and see Salah and Firmino bombing on at him when he's got the ball at his feet. Like, I think if they throw Neuer in, it could do more harm than good for them. He's yep. a big
2: game player, though. That's the only thing. You know, he's, yeah. Compared to their second-choice keeper, he's the amount of big games he's played in. Um, I think he's done an interview saying he can't wait to play at Anfield and stuff as well. I, I don't think he's been... The Neuer of old for a year or two now, and like you say, World Cup was dreadful. Um, so he might not be 100, percent but I think if he's fit, they'll definitely pick him.
1: Yeah. Just have to wait and see. Yeah.
0: Well, and what's next then? Um, pretty much the, what Hammy had said was predictions for Bayern and then United game. So obviously, that's well, yeah, that's, that's what 24th Sunday, 24th. So five days after. Yeah, so right we've got a podcast till then. We've got what do you
1: think about United? Uh, are you worried about the match, Jack? What's that? The um, match.
2: What the? When we play in the league. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't say worried, but like most fans, you know, you're looking at it now. It's our game in hand. If we can just come out of there with, I think it will be a tough one. Obviously, the, the, the run they're on, but uh, it's not a game that I not that I think we want to lose. Uh, to be honest, because I think. It, as I say, it's our game in hand. Um, the momentum, you know, City will look at it and think that's quite a big result if we if we did lose there. But if you know, I don't think a point would be the worst result um, no, because no. then no, we've played not, the I majority so. of our games against the top six. I, I think we'd, finish, we'd have Chelsea and Spurs at home, and I think oh, who does City have? City have got Man U away and Spurs at home. I think. Yeah. Um and obviously yeah, so it's quite big there I have to go to United still, but yeah, absolutely massive game. Um you know, it's it's I think a lot of Liverpool fans are really looking forward to that, but it's we've obviously got the the buying game first, so um be a tough one and just hope we can come out of there with something. Yeah.
1: yeah, with the United game I think it's yeah, they've been in a good run. Um I'm not sure if I think I don't think they've been tested properly yet. Um, they're, they're looking very lethal going forward, yeah. but the yeah. defense hasn't been tested, and the defense is is shaky at best. And I think their their big test will be against us because obviously, I, th- I think that obviously if 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 our defensive injuries continue and we haven't got a fully fit uh, back four, um, or at least if we've got. If we were missing mm. a centre-back still, then I think I think we might concede. But I I don't see them keeping us out either, especially if we play like we did against Bournemouth. Um, so I, I don't think we'll lose, but I, I do think it'll be quite a difficult match.
0: Well, like Jack said, I don't think it'd be the worst result in the world if we drew. Still a point out yeah. at ESPN, yeah. in it? Do you know what I mean? Like, with the run they're on, they're in obviously great form. I've watched a couple of their games, and they do look like... Like, some Marshall and Pogba and Rashford, they just obviously got a new lease of life under Socia, um, because they seemed a bit laboured and energyless under Mourinho, who obviously sucked the life out of them all. Yeah. So, they, they've got a bit of new, a new lease of life. So, if we can go to Old Trafford and win there when they're in this type of form, I think it, 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 it's a big statement. Yeah, they, they that'd have be got absolutely some, huge, I they, think.
2: I, I think that would be a massive step in the right direction. Yeah. Um, and it'll be interesting if we can play our... We just need to go there and try and play our usual game, really, yeah. um, which won't be the easiest thing, you know, the atmosphere and that. But if we can just go there and get on the ball in the early stages and quiet in the crowd down, as we've done away from home um, a lot of times this season, then that'll be massive. But they're, they're obviously such a big threat um, going forward. It's a shame we won't have... I know he's been out for ages, but... Gomez at the start of the season in mm-hmm. the bigger games like the White Spurs yeah. um, and I think Matic's done well but I think Gomez is um, going to turn into one of them players that really becomes um, really important in defence so it's a shame you won't have him but yeah, yeah uh, big challenge but if we can come out of there with uh, a result I think it's, it's massive
1: Would you sign Delict? if you were given the option, Jack? What's that, mate? Would you sign Delict from Ajax if you were given the option, given all the defensive injuries?
2: I think if you're given the option to sign him, then yeah, because he's arguably the best young defender in Europe. Uh, but I don't, I'm not sure we will. It'll be interesting to see what we do with centre-backs because obviously Lovren and Matip, injury-wise, are uh, bit unreliable but I think Gomez and Van Dijk are going to be the The you know the main guys it'd be interesting to see if if we need reinforcements because we we have only got the four and we've been caught out by injuries there a couple of times this season so um yeah
1: that that is if a player like that is
2: available then I think you've got to
1: yeah that's my thinking that I think I'd love him at the club he's getting heavily linked and to be fair I think a lot of the links are coming from the fact that you know we've got Virgil, we've got Genie, and people yeah. are just sort of putting two and two together, like, oh, he's Dutch, yeah, we're yeah. friends, sort of thing. Friends, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, <laughs> but I don't think he'll, I, I don't think he'd come unless uh, he was starting. And right now, I'm sort of, I don't know if I take DeLict or Gomez. I, I think Gomez has been immense. I'm just a bit worried that Gomez is turning into the new version of Daniel Aga.
2: It's, it, the injury he got though at Burnley was. It was, oh, it was so a freak injury, yeah. Really. It was, it yeah. was,
1: unfortunate. Um,
2: it's, it's annoying because he was on such a roll as well, fitness he was. wise, form wise. Um, but if he can stay fit, then, you know, we've got probably England's best defender for years to come. Mm.
1: So, um, if you were given the choice between Gomez and Delict, would you stay with Gomez? Then? <laughs> it's a tough one, one.
2: Yeah. Um, yes. Uh, I'd yeah. Stay go, I'd stay with
0: Gomez. For now,
1: based yeah. on what I've seen, if Gomez can stay 100% fit, yeah. then you'd definitely stay with Gomez because he's, he's proved it in the Premier League. Yeah. But there is no denying that Delict is, is top class, and I'd love to sign him. <clears> yeah. yeah well we're that,
2: at that stage. At that stage, really, with transfers where it's hard to predict what we're going to do because you could say, like we said earlier, that we need a right back because Klein looks like he'll go. Gomez is the other option to Trent and Gomez is going to play more games at centre back. And Trent, you know, we're talking about moving him into midfield. So, you know, you wouldn't be too surprised if that happened. Centre back, like we said, we've only got the four. Um, a couple of them are pretty injury prone. Um, left-back Moreno is going to go so um, it'll be interesting to see what we do really because obviously I think we know we're going to go for some forwards with Starry's and Origi likely to go Hmm. but I think we'll be able to get quite a good idea of what he wants to do with the team going forward by the transfers this summer so yeah it'll be
1: interesting Do you think Origi's going to go?
2: Yeah I think so Um, I think at this stage he's going to want to play games isn't he in this stage of his career I don't really think. I think Klopp probably wanted to sell him um, last summer, and I don't think he'd have been against it in January if we hadn't sold Solanke. So I'm not really sure yeah. he's got a, a future with us. Fair
1: enough. When, yeah. Well, I mean, we, well we, that was
0: one of the questions we had. Two realistic summer signings, and obviously we've we've already started talking about this anyway. So, so kind, they're kind they're of.
1: You're your two realistic summer signings.
0: Um. I'd love to have the league, to be fair. It would be mm. unbelievable. And I, I, I'm still still smashing on a Timo Werner bandwagon. Mm.
1: <laughs> 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 Is that you, Jack? Uh, I,
2: I agree with him too. Um, Werner's one that will be really <laughs> interesting to see if we do go for him because we're playing... Obviously, Firmino um, has played most of his football the last couple of years as a, as a main striker and Salah this year has played most of his football there. But... Werner can play out wide and stuff as well and does give you more options. And yeah. I think, you know, people, it's like the Spurs, people say, oh, Spurs can't buy another striker because they've got Kane. What you can do is, is sign a player that can play up front and out wide as well, you know what I mean? And I yeah. think Werner ticks that box. Mm-hmm. Cover, cover so, in
0: various it amounts of positions like, and then yeah, obviously more scope for if injuries occur, you can slot in mm-hmm. and do a exactly. similar job.
1: I think I think for, in my case I think it's quite clear that I'd like Delict. Um, yeah. I think for me it's kind of in between Werner
0: and Insigne. Right, I've got a, I've got a question for you. Uh-oh. So, if they were both available right now, Ligt or Kula I'd <laughs> <laughs> say Ligt, because
1: he's younger. <laughs> the,
0: the, the, the O from Jack. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: yeah. yeah, I'd take Ligt, just because he's younger. Yeah. Like,
0: what's it, Koulibaly coming on twenty eight? Yeah, he's getting on, like, well, he's literally like, he's a beast. I think
1: he is no doubt that he's.
2: I reckon quality. he'll come to the Premier League this summer, Kulubali. Yeah. Unfortunately, it might be man It might be United. I don't
0: but... know. Yeah. He's it's the only person I've actually have. seen body and like match most. Salah for pace and strength. Yeah. like it's, it's, it's a, mad. how I'm, good he is. Just,
1: yeah, but at the end, of, I, yeah, he was really good against Liverpool.
0: He was. He was literally. Um, pff. He was, uh, yeah, he was he was Van Dijk good against us. That's how good he was. Yeah, he is
1: yeah, he is quality, but the, I think the Napoli are going to ask for a, a, a massive, massive fee, and yeah. for what 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 else he's going to give you? I think I'd rather just go with the 19-year-old Delict Ligt who's oh, yeah. starting for Holland and captaining Ajax. Nine years
0: younger, so <clears throat> and a lot obviously. cheaper.
1: Yeah, and I think yeah, I think I take De now. A lot of people are going to be like. What the hell are the three of you saying? Direct <laughs> over cooler Tobacooler But I think it's just looking looking to the future. Don't headbutt on Mike. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, like I said, I think I'd, I'd be stuck between Werner and, and Insigne. <clears throat> but I think ultimately Werner will be cheaper. So go for Werner. I don't want to be spending 160 million to 200 million on, on Insigne because he, again, he's like 27, 28. Yeah. And attackers from Italy don't always hit the ground running. Like Salah has, but like the, the Gabbiadini's, like he started very well and then faded into yeah. nothingness. So you never know, do you?
0: Oh. And maybe give him Napoli like five hundred million for both of them. <laughs> do you like him
1: seeing Ajax? Or do you think he's a bit of? Bit of yeah,
2: he's he's an interesting player because he ha- he's been touted as the next big thing for ages, isn't he? And he's mm. not really got the move. Um, and in terms of for us, I think if he is, you know, I think he's about twenty seven now or something like that. It's for that money as well, I'm not sure it's a signing we make really. Um you know. But yeah, no doubt in his talent, some of the goals he scored for Napoli are absolutely unreal, but hmm. um I'm not sure he's a player we go for.
1: He's a bit of a smurf. I think he's like five foot five. Yeah, like, do you tiny. think that little that little tiny frame would help him in the Premier League? I think he'd win a bunch of fouls, to be honest.
0: Yeah, it would. <laughs> I think his centre, yeah. like obviously low centre of gravity. He's literally he's he's rapid, isn't he?
1: And if he scored a header, that would be hilarious. <laughs> like, imagine we sign Insignia, sing a United Valley, and then the winner at Old Trafford is an Insignia header. <laughs> <laughs> Stuff of dreams, that. Uh, we're coming. We're coming to the, the close now. It's been quite a long podcast. Just before we leave, I wanted to get your your opinion, Jack, on this whole Daniel Storage betting uh, incident. What what do you think? You think like basically he told a family member put 10,000 quid on me moving to into Milan and now he's getting pulled up on it. Does is that, is that pretty much confirming that at the end of the season Daniel Sturridge is going into Milan?
2: Well, is that I I to be fair, the reports i would seen I've I'd seen that like report that he'd he'd potentially said that but I wasn't sure whether it was it was
1: confirmed. Um yeah, he's made it well he he said to that that's what that's the rumors. Like he said to the FA what, he's pleaded whatever he's said, and they're not releasing what he's said um so but that that's what's sort of getting reported. if it's true, do you think that Inter Milan's the next next destination then
2: I, it would kind of make sense. It's the sort of club that I could see him going to because he's obviously coming to an end with things at Liverpool. Would he move to a smaller Premier League club? Not really sure um and, you know, he's always kind of, like, abroad and out in America and stuff. And, you know, I could, it's the sort of move I could see happening. Um, Inter and and AC Milan aren't the teams they used to be. But, um, you know, I, I still think Sturridge has got a lot to offer. It's, you know, a few months ago, people were saying how he could have a massive influence on the season and that. And, obviously, the way things have panned out... Um, he hasn't been, you know, needed too much, but he seems to have got over them injury issues. Touchwood, which is, you know, pretty mad, considering he was so in and out of the team the last couple of years. But um, I could, I could see him make that sort of move. Yeah,
0: hmm. and what, are you, mate? what about him leaving? Yeah, yeah, I'd, yeah. yeah I, th- I think he's, he's, he's obviously good. be a good move for him. I, I think personally, he, he'd be better going to a lower. A team in the Premier League, and you know, we went to West Brom. and didn't really work out Injury-wise, yeah, saying, up. yeah. he could be he, like a little poacher in the box, and if obviously body allowing him that he, he can play now and again. I don't th- I don't think he could play every game because I don't I don't think he trains half the time because he his his body doesn't allow it anymore. So I think I think if he signs for a, a team like that, a little yeah. po- poacher-style striker, I think he'd be ideal, mm. and he can do Less really intense. well.
1: As yeah. well, isn't it? I yeah, think? that's it. A... Over there. Yeah. And that's where the money is, isn't it? Mm-hm. Aaron Ramsey's four hundred grand,
0: grand a week.
1: Four hundred grand a week. Mad. Wow. Madness. Is that, <laughs> is that bad news for Liverpool? Are Liverpool players now going to turn their heads and go, we can make money somewhere else? I don't
2: think so. I don't think so. because no. no. They're so invested in what they're doing with Liverpool... You know, I'd, I don't think they'd be on bad money themselves, and they're no. playing for one of the most exciting teams, just not the most exciting team in Europe. So
1: that's why I said. Uh, yeah. This question comes from from Danny Moxon, our little editor, uh, the centre-back supreme. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I said hobnob exactly what you said. Yeah, hobnob extraordinaire. I think I, th- I think they're happy I think Klopp's got something building here that that the players believe in um, as well. I think that makes a big difference. Um, I think. Aaron Ramsey's agent is a miracle worker. Um, mm-hmm. There's no way he's worth four hundred grand a week. Oh, good player, boy. Jesus. Um, but yeah, as long as it doesn't turn Liverpool heads, I'm, I'm, I'm
0: good on him. Well, the last couple of years is that this is one of the very few times in my, my time being a Liverpool fan that I've not been worried about people leaving. Like times in the past, like I've yeah. said before, when we've been good, we've been quite good, but not as good as. The likes of Barcelona and Real Madrid, whereas now, I think we're pretty much, at the t- at, like near the top of the of the pile. So I, I don't worry about people leaving anymore. Mm. I mean, obviously in the past where we've had our heart broken with Torres leaving and Mascherano, Alonso and Suarez and Coutinho and whatever else, but I don't I, I think we're at the stage now where people want to come to us and it's it's, it's nice. That, that roles have been reversed. It's nice, it real nice, isn't it?
2: <laughs> you also, also, have total faith in the, and you know Edwards and Klopp, and that to, yeah, to recruit wisely as well. You know, if we did le- lose someone significant, I think they invest the money really well, as, as you've seen with, yeah, you know the Coutinho money got us Allison and Van Dijk,
1: so. This is the thing that yeah, I think like if we sold say, someone. At all. Yeah, like mm. you're saying, Jack. If we sold someone, yeah, I'd be. Like, say we sold Salah because Juventus apparently won it for 166 million. Firstly, it's going to cost them a ton more than 166 yeah, million. 100%. And then, in terms of wages, they're going to have to blow the bank on him. They're paying Ramsey 400 grand a week. But if, say we sold Salah for 166 million, I'd be understandably upset. But then I'd be really excited to see who we were going to bring in. Because that's yeah. what we were talking. Like every, nearly everyone Klopp signed, or everyone Klopp signed, has smashed it.
0: Yeah, pretty much. Oh, and yeah. you can you can imagine if it, like they'll have something in the works, like between them, like behind the scenes. If worst case scenario, someone did leave, did have someone yeah. pinpointed, ready to come straight in, and, to be at, fair, and do a job.
1: To be fair, like Liverpool have been quite... Like, is ruthless the right word? Like when someone says they want to leave. They're out the door. Yeah. So the fact that there's been like th- there seems to be no unrest, sort of indicates that no one wants to leave. So that's kind of a good thing, isn't it?
0: Yeah. It's good time to, to be a Liverpool pull fun
1: see All right. We'd we'll like to like to thank Jack for coming on. Uh, it's yeah. been great talking to you,
0: mate. Thanks for coming on, Jack. Yeah,
2: no worries, lads. Thanks for having me. It's uh, good fun.
1: Really. Uh, so this was episode seven. We'll be back next week. Well, I'll have a, a lovely tan, but none of you will be able to see it because this is yeah. an audio format. Uh, and
0: um, next week's guest. Oh,
1: yeah, on, you know him. He will
0: make a big impression.
1: <laughs> oh, oh staring the. A dumb tish. That's a good tease. Uh, <laughs> that's how we're leaving it. <laughs> All right, thanks for listening, and thanks again, Jack, for coming on. Cheers, lads. Bye. Network.